Hi everybody, Claire Musket here, guest reporting for UC Today and bringing you the latest news from the unified communications and collaboration industry. And joining me today are Kevin Sheehan and Frank Lassenberg from Cloudlinks. And today we're going to be talking about the mistakes that were made in 2020 with rapid migrations to cloud-based environments and what we can do to fix them. How are you guys? Awesome, <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you Claire, for having us. Yeah, uh, where, are you, you. where are you calling in from today? Uh, New York City, Amazing. concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Ah, that's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent reference. <laughs> so to get warmed up then for this conversation, we should probably start by talking about the backdrop to undertaking rapid migrations, because I guess from what I see out there, um, somewhere on a roadmap, everybody was eventually going to get onto the cloud, right? But what's happened in the last year has forced them to do it faster so what kind of challenges have we seen emerging as a result of taking these migrations so quickly and without planning <laughs> right so yes 2020 has been a very interesting year working in the call center space mm -hmm. um the best analogy that we've used is it's been like planning on testing the parachute someday but putting it off for another time and then having the captain come on and say, okay, everybody jump out of the airplane. <laughs> so uh, call centers, big and small, were all forced to relocate their agents to work at home environments. Yep. And many of them quickly realized that the, those legacy premises-based phone systems, which 65% of uh, United States call centers are still using, weren't able to fulfill supporting agents in a work at home environment. And that, it was much less technical and more about integrations from platforms that help empower agents that just didn't translate into a work at home right. environment. Okay. Can you give us some examples of that? Um, sure. You know, I mean, one that stands out that many, many organizations didn't see coming was around uh, knowledge management platforms right. uh, and knowledge management platforms is the way that a call center disseminates information or any organization disseminates information between all their employees. So that if Alice in one aspect of the company is talking to Beatrice in another part of the company, mm. what Alice knows she can share with Beatrice. So when Beatrice speaks to a, a customer, she garners experience from Alice's past uh, work. Um, knowledge management is often in call centers, as I'm sure you know, and many of your, your listeners know, disseminated by people working together and just talking and working right next to each other. So tapping Beatrice um, on the shoulder was, and asking. Yeah. Or listening, you know, listening, listening to somebody else on a call with, with a, with a customer, mm -hmm. you pick up important information because, you know, this is, this is your job. Uh, that was lost. You don't have that in a work at home environment. Mm -hmm. So platforms geared around knowledge management and how they integrate with the other platforms that a call center is using, whether it's a CRM like Salesforce or, or workforce management or scheduling, um, how they, how you map that customer's journey once they start connecting with the call center, knowledge management is an important piece and a lot of people didn't have anything. And what, just part of my ignorance, but what difference did it make then having knowledge management in a cloud-based solution versus in on-premises? I'm learning the terms. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, well, well uh, the, the main problem is, is that premises-based 
call center phone systems, yep. IVRs, as we yes. know them. Um, they're not built to integrate with cloud-based platforms like a knowledge management or a CRM. Yep. There are some that are, are, are duct taping some solutions together, but not in a way that helps that customer experience remain fluid and concise and helping the customer when they, when they speak to an agent, get the answer that they need mm. right away in, in a way that helps everybody, mm. which yeah, helps I think, the agent as well. Sorry, Frank. Yeah, I, no, no, pardon me. I, I think when, when you talk about the difference between the two, one of the, one of the factors is everyone has like some sort of SharePoint site, right? And people yeah. can go there and get information. Yeah. But now that agent that you're going to tap on the shoulders, a hundred miles away, mm-hmm. you know, they're not in the, the cube next to you. You know, they're not right there. So how do you have that information presented to you coherently, effectively, and when you need it? To me, that's the difference that we're really talking about is those clients, they weren't prepped to have that ready. They go to a knowledge management center that's more of a SharePoint sign. Or they go to a helpline, a lead line. And then all of a sudden, you got 100 agents trying to get to that lead line and get, asked, get, get help for information. And now that's backed up. And now that's in queue. You know, so that's more where we were going with that it has to be presented logically and effectively to the agent. That's where knowledge management in the cloud really came to. So do you think organizations, contact centers were thinking, okay, we'll just do this for now. <laughs> we'll rush through into to the parts of the cloud that we need in order to facilitate people working from home, but they hadn't thought about it as how do we do this to engineer a better experience or, a, or at least an optimum experience? Um, yeah, I, I, yes. I mean, I think when this started off, my partner and I, Kevin, we put a recurring daily meeting on the calendar and we put it four months out because we were like, "Ah, if it goes four months, you know, if it goes longer than four months, it's going to be a mess. And at the day of the four month mark, we laugh. We were like, we have no meeting today. (laughs) So I think we're like, let's get a meeting back in the calendar because it's still going. So I think a lot of contact centers were the same thing. They said, let's bandaid this together. Let's get the agents up. Don't take any care to Mm -hmm. the quality of the call. Just make a call happen. Don't take any care to how the agents are going to get information. Just get them taking calls. Don't take any care to how we're going to be proactive to our clients. Just get them taking calls. Get them taking interactions. And now that you have a little bit of a time to take your breath and look and see where you're going to be, what worked, what didn't work, there's a whole different mindset that's going to be there around shifting from that agent just taking calls to that agent saying, now, these guys really are us, this is, they're the organization. They're the most forward facing entity interacting with our clients more so than anybody. So we need to make sure that they're empowered properly and they have the right tools to do this and to continue doing this. To me, it's a whole different mindset that a CFO or a, um, a manager of a call center has to have just totally different mindset, not just taking calls, empowerment of the agent, understand that the agents are your mission statement. And giving them all the tools and support that they need to be able to answer those calls or contacts effectively through yeah. having the right technology infrastructure behind them. Right. So yeah, Claire, we, so actually, in tw- we actually go, we say, <laughs> Kevin, we, you know, I'm sorry, we, we right. cut each other off. It's always fun when you do these video conversations because you're looking and trying to interact, but we, we <laughs> actually, we, we use the term enablers now. Yes. Um, and we don't even say agents anymore. We try not to get to the point. Where, and that's a mindset shift. If we can say, mm-hmm. take your agent, take your agents from being agents into being enablers in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at what you've got to do. It's not just take the call. It's enable them to do better. That's mm-hmm. a, it's a different mindset. When they buy into it, 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 it really creates amazing results. So, could you tell me about some of those challenges then that the agents are facing presently with these sticking plaster systems? What kind of things are happening for them? Well, I, I think 
I think there's a couple different things that they're facing, right? They're, they're, agents are burning out. And there's a big thing you have to burn out because these are human beings that are faced with stress. Mm -hmm. They're faced with now their kids being home while they're working in an environment of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different things you have to do. So I think some of the stick and plaster of it is getting ourselves up and running, mm -hmm. but it's more, it, it becomes a shift, right? So let's focus on getting them the tools they need to service a client where that client wants to be serviced and be proactive. And I think a lot of organizations really struggled with that proactivity approach because processes were hampered by how they were doing business in the past. Right. Processes were hampered by old technology. Yeah. And now you've got this struggle to where managers don't even know about these new technologies. Managers have, don't have degrees in artificial intelligence and managing Lexbots and stuff like this. You know, it's craziness. Mm -hmm. So you've got to now train the managers to use the tools properly to modify the processes better so that your clients get a better approach. And to me, these are all things that are going to come out in the wash as, as you look back on 2020 and you do a postmortem. Okay. So I guess contact centers would have had a set of assumptions about how easy it was going to be to migrate to cloud. What kind of assumptions did they make and, and how mistaken were they in those assumptions? <laughs> um, Kevin, you want to take that one or you want me to jump on that? Um, you, yeah, well, there, there, there's a couple different categories. Um, there was one group that the plan was there was no plan. So they didn't even have assumptions. Right. And, and we've, seen, we've seen that with quite a few clients who are like, no, we, we woefully unprepared. Others, um, it, it goes along with what you said at the beginning, Clara. We'll get to the cloud someday, but just not now. You know? And especially when they look at that cloud-based environment is something that costs money that they don't have to spend. So now they were forced to enact that migration and one of the things that I noticed, regardless of vertical, whether it was in banking, whether it was a hospital, whether it was a retailer, is that if you went to their websites during COVID, even now, that banner on the top, please be patient with us. We're, we're experiencing more volume. Yeah. <laughs> the reason and the customer experience went down several degrees because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is that, as we've been saying, people just are plastering duct taping solutions, just take the calls, figure it out, take the calls, figure it out. That is not an effective strategy. No one saw COVID coming. So I think 2021 should be a, an opportunity for anyone who is uh, running a call center or, or even someone who's an agent to look at how you're doing business and be better prepared because it's not just that COVID is not going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Agents are not returning to large call center farms, perhaps ever. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to look at it from a financial standpoint, which many businesses, you know, have to I or see, forced yeah, to. Cool. They do. That's a business. You know, <laughs> you know what became, it's, it's ironic, what was up until 2020, a mindset of, of their management of, well, why do we have to invest in cloud-based technologies? We have an old phone system, it's working, we're making money, mm -hmm. let's let that sleeping dog lie. Now it's, we can save even more money by getting rid of the real estate, but mm -hmm. now we have to move to the cloud. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, I take a look at that, I take a look on that as there was a lot of random technologies that everyone thought were hot. Mm -hmm. And they said, let's just throw them in. Mm -hmm. right? Let's get a voice recognition to offload agent responses. Let's get a chat bot to throw in to, to deflect calls to the agent, right? 
And some of them worked, some of them didn't work. And I think one of the big assumptions was that everyone's prepared to do these mm-hmm. and they're all going to work perfectly. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, uh, empathy is a big thing. These chatbots don't do um, voice recognition. Some of the, if you don't have a perfect name that fits within a very specific <laughs> criteria, it's not going to understand who you are. You know, Wassenberg is not getting understood all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you can't just, I think the biggest assumption that people had was that technology, although done with the best of intentions to deflect yeah. call res- calls, isn't going to be the fix for everything. You have to have people that know how to do it and you have to use it the right way to empower agents. And that was a big miss very early on for clients. Okay, so it sounds like we're saying that in order to fix these issues, we're going to have to take a bit of a pause um, in 2021 and review what the future state of the contact center is going to look like. Now we know a lot more about how the future is unfolding and actually from a business perspective, what might be more um cost efficient in terms of keeping agents at home and actually people wanting to work that way into the future. So what else are they going to need to be thinking about in terms of rectifying those issues? So we're going to have to pull off some of those band-aids at some point, those temporary fixes. Um, How how can they kind of like redesign that, um, I suppose, experience for customers, experience for agents and um, operating model for the contact center? Sure. So the the most successful call centers that we've worked with, we've observed their approach looking at their agents as, as Frank said, um, empowered enablers. Mm-hmm. The more tools that you can give a, a call center agent, especially one working domestically, which who we're, we're huge proponents of, mm-hmm. um, those are extremely hardworking, intelligent outgoing people, if you give them the tools that they need to make that customer experience what it it is demanded to be in 2021, the organization is going to achieve its goals much quicker. It's going to make more money. Everyone's going to do better as opposed to looking at it being just take the call and and route it. Those call center uh, agents, those enablers are profit centers. And the more tools you give them, the better your customer's experience is going to be. It sounds obvious, but that is a direct 180 from the way that most call centers have approached investing in technology that helps their agents. You know, and now is a great time because again, the work and home environment is it's a whole different game. And the only way that it's going to be successful is if those work at home uh, people have everything that they need to give a customer uh, an answer or a solution right away. Okay, so it's about learning from the experiences of 2020. What is it mm-hmm. specifically we need to be able to do for our customers? What are the right tools to support right. our agents to be able to do that? And reviewing the technology stack in light of that. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Frank said it perfectly. You know, um, artificial intelligence is not the instant cure-all, especially because the the person who's calling in or the person being called uh, is a human being. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's never a pure AI experience and there have to be empowered agents behind that AI chat bot or, or, or phone call. Um, yeah. Otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> I think that the perfect bot, right? It's been around, the dream's been around since Knight Rider, right? Everyone kind of wanted <laughs> to have this perfect bot working for them and doing what it was, but you still needed the Hoff running around doing his thing right you know it it works right everyone you need you need to have these things and and i think along that line these agents and these call centers you know omni channel is great but is it 
is it really the answer? I don't know. To me, it's more, I want to make the way that that client chooses to get in touch with me easy. And I want to offer them a couple different ways to do it. I don't necessarily know if I need to go from a chat to a phone to this, to that, the other thing. I want to enable my agents to authenticate a client quick. I want to enable my agents to give information logically and coherently quickly. Um, I want to make sure that the clients aren't having a frustrated experience. You know, it shouldn't be harder for me to reach out to a call center than it is for me to have a video call with Kevin. Mm -hmm. It should be that simple. And why, why isn't it that simple? You know, and I think the technologies have to be put together in a way that makes sense for them and processes have to be built to support these new ways that people want to be communicated with. Yeah, and I think the important thing is it's meeting, and I've heard you say this a couple of times on the call, but meeting the customer where they want to be met. So whether or yeah. not you know, on, omni-channel is the right word to, to use here, it, it has become a big buzzword for being able yeah. to do business in whichever channel that the customer sure prefers i guess but but i think for me it's the other part is you know self-service as well doesn't have to always rely sure. on the agent but unfortunately we've ended up building systems that aren't particularly user-friendly <laughs> i mean you still have to call an agent in the end anyway so i think for me the future landscape thinking kind of beyond 2021 the next couple of years um based on the learnings of, of the last will be 12 months coming up soon won't it um how do we design a future co contact center that can deliver awesome customer experiences that are really easy for the agents empowered agents to deliver in a really operationally efficient way yeah i agree i agree <laughs> there we go awesome and, and i just have to say props for fitting in all of these uh metaphors like what did we have we had a sticking plaster we had a parachute <laughs> and we had a night rider that's definitely right. in one call all good <laughs> way, to, way to way to make an, an american 80s television show reference yeah to uh, a, um, the to a, is a european legend to a, a millennial me. in the united kingdom frank that's <laughs> great everybody knows the half i know the half i know the half anyway, no. there's a whole bunch of people in germany right now going the half is the greatest guy ever <laughs> i love oh. the half um, so thanks so much for coming on the show today guys no thank, thank you, you for having i really enjoyed it yeah, me too. And uh, thanks to everybody who watched or listened. Um, I guess all there's left to say is have a very Merry Christmas. Nice and we'll Merry Christmas to you. See have you a Merry Christmas. Year. See you next year. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed the video today, please do drop us a like, share and subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you all soon. Bye. Bye.